The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 10th, and we are going to be reviewing a nice, juicy five-game main slate for this evening in NBA preseason. My name is Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by one of the bigger sharks in the DFS NBA world, Mr. Mike Patria. How are you doing this evening, Mike? I'm doing pretty well. I think, uh, you know, like we said, we record this the night before. Uh, we're both kind of got a little sweat going on during this preseason. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling the burn. And I got the, I, I heard your pod the other day all by yourself, coach. Sounding good, man. Uh, I missed you. I, I missed you. Dude, I was like a, a, a guy trying to row a boat on one side. I had to run over to the other side and row on that side. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing by myself. So I hope I... I at least came across clear, but uh, it's definitely a, a much tougher gig. I don't know how our uh, goaded uh, hoopball Dan Vespers does that all the time. That's a tough gig. He's, uh, you know, there's. I, I kind of lump myself in the category of where I, I never stop talking. So I guess we're, he's probably in there with me. Uh, we God. could we we could probably talk to walls. So usually yeah. <laughs> that's how that works but now he's 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 phenomenal he's always been a good broadcaster he's he's done some minor league baseball it's in his veins man he loves this stuff that's awesome well it's i'm glad to have you back uh tonight for sure especially on this uh on this slate it's it's gonna be a good one and you're right we do have a good sweat our early guys did great uh i'm trying to keep a string alive of my first five uh uh, articles with Roto Radar, who I'm working with as well from the DFS side, uh, yeah, and uh, we've had four winning days in a row. So I'm trying to sweat out these last uh, these last games tonight, and and hopefully uh, we can do that. It just uh, we'll we'll be checking scores a little bit throughout the show, but uh, it's good. It's good. This means basketball is back. There's multiple games going. Uh, weird too, you know, we were just talking about it before the show is, uh, Dallas and Miami play tonight. They play again tomorrow night on a back-to-back in a preseason. Who the heck made that schedule? They had to be doing some shots when they set that up. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, there's probably not a coach out. It it just really limits what they can do. Nobody wants to play guys on a back-to-back in regular season games nowadays, let alone in preseason. So, it's something that we're going to note uh, when we go into the night, and we're going to talk about how it's going to impact everybody once we get there. And um, it's not going to take us long because I think the first the first game of the night is Dallas playing. It is for sure. Before we jump in, though, let, you know, let me make a quick mention that our presenting sponsor is Fantasy Draft. Uh, we will be doing seven days live content uh, throughout the preseason and throughout the whole entire regular season. So we are. Very, very excited that Hoopball and Fantasy Draft, uh, you know, have joined forces to bring these uh, these uh, podcasts forward every day. Uh, we, we firmly believe that we have the best free content in the industry and look forward uh, as we're, we're getting more and more listeners uh, every day. 
So, you know, make sure support Fantasy Draft. Uh, go to fantasydraft.com. Sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL and get your seven-day free membership up to $1,000 in wager. So, uh, great site. Uh, they'll be jumping on October 22nd on opening night. Uh, we will have a Coaches Challenge contest on October 22nd. That will be our very first. It'll be weekly for our listeners, uh, special fantasy draft contest. So how much fun will that be, man? Oh, I love the contest. And, you know, we're going to have to get with uh, a couple of our sponsors, whether it's, you know, T-shirts or whatever we're doing. But, you know, I, I like free stuff, so I'm, I'm coming at you guys hard. Oh, yeah. Fantasy drafts already said, they'll, you know, there'll be certainly money in the pool and swag and all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be a blast. And that's two weeks from today, buddy. Oh. Counting, coach. You know the you know that opening night's my night, man. That's oh. the, I have that day circled on my calendar. Uh, I've been I've been my mouth's been watering just just seeing what we're already doing in the preseason. Uh, it, it's going to be tenfold once the regular season starts. So let's just keep it going, like you said. Let's roll. Let's jump right into it. Like you said, the the first game is uh, six p.m. Central, which is uh, seven on the East Coast lock time. So the the five game. Big slate uh, locks regular time, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. And that first game is Dallas uh, at Detroit. Uh, we had both uh, Luca and Kristaps uh, sit out tonight. Uh, I expect both of them to play tomorrow, uh, probably the 20 to 22-minute uh, mark. Um, you know, I never play many Mavericks during the preseason because I've watched years and years of Carlisle rotating literally like 17, 18 players, you know, and no one plays big minutes in the preseason for him ever. He'll have a dress rehearsal game, uh, the, the game before the second game before the season starts where he'll give his main guys, you know, the good 25, 30 minute run. But other than that, man, as you know, you, you cannot count on anybody uh, in their rotation. And, and I just did a massive, fade uh yesterday with them or the you know this game that's going on uh the game's going on this evening uh because of that and i know with 10 minutes left in the third quarter the 17th man came in off the bench isn't that amazing it was uh that it was uh it wasn't ryan brokoff it was a really funny guy uh i don't even see him on the depth chart now that i'm looking bubba did you see that guy, Bubba? <laughs> no, I mean, I kind of expected him to go fairly deep tonight, um, just the, knowing it was the first half of a back-to-back, and that they were sitting Luca. I, you can almost imagine that they're gonna they're gonna go a little bit heavier on the starters tomorrow night, and a little easier on the bench. Or, you know, that's that's my anticipation. Um, we will see. So, does that mean Luca and Kristaps are in play for you? Kristaps, I'm gonna I'm probably fade just because it, whether. Whether or not he plays isn't doesn't mean he's gonna get like a a, a full complement of minutes uh, compared to the other guys. Luca, I think, is definitely gonna be in play. Knowing that he didn't play tonight, uh, I could easily see him playing like twenty four to twenty six minutes tomorrow night. Very interesting, and and you know I, those are certainly the two guys you want to look at. I I just don't see how, and you know, in your right mind, you can really count on any of these other guys because there's so much depth and so much of a rotation. Uh, you know, I'm, I am not going to roll anybody out from Dallas 
except for Luca or Kristaps. Uh, and I'm, I, I will play one or the other. I may play two lineups where I use one in each because I do think they'll play together for a solid 20 minutes, and I think they can do enough damage in that time frame. You know, now, you know, Detroit with Griffin and uh, Drummond playing the, the four or five spots, you know, they, there will be some resistance in the paint. How much are those guys going to play? You know, they played the night before last. You know, that's within question as well. So, you know, I think you got to keep uh, Luke and KP in mind. Uh, and really, that's it for me with Dallas. Do you do you have anybody else with them? Uh, that's pretty much I'm on the same page. The only other guy that kind of sparks my interest a little bit would be DeLon Wright. Uh, he was very limited uh, tonight, so I could I could see him having a bigger role tomorrow night. Um, but again, it's just we we probably don't need to go there. It's not necessary. But again, it wouldn't shock me if he has a good game. Yeah, on a five game slate, I mean, we really don't have to dig too deep and. More than likely, you know, as we've stated before, salary really doesn't come into play very often in the preseason. Um, FanDuel had Devin Booker uh, to, in tonight's slate, being Tuesday night slate, at the the uh, minimum, 3500 I don't know why they did that. It was a mistake or whatever. But, you know, you're going to see stuff like that in the preseason that you can really take advantage of. So pretty pretty interesting. Uh, definitely. Um, but again, don't, don't, I left tonight in one of my main lineups, the one that I'm sweating a little bit right now. I think I left like uh, four or five grand on the board. Oh, yeah. Salary. I, yeah. And, and, you know, I had people tweeting me, you know, I, I don't, I need to make a change. I have 4,000 on the board. I have 3,700 on the board. I have five, you know, everybody freaks out, but I tell them, don't look at it. Pretend it's not there. And that's what I would give our, our listeners the advice. In the preseason, it is useless, and it's going to drive you to make bad plays just to put in salary, so don't do it. Play the guys you think are going to get minutes and points. Salary doesn't matter. The complete opposite when October 22nd rolls around. you got to play your mid-level guys, your value guys, your pivots on your more expensive guys. But let's make money these last two weeks of preseason by playing the guys we know are going to get the points you know, like, look at in Detroit's first game. Do you know who their top fantasy points producer was? I would guess Christian Wood. It was Christian Wood, yeah. one of our favorite all-time guys. So, you know, you can't be afraid. That's a, uh, You know, he was priced super low. You can't be afraid to push that button. You don't have to push the Drummond-Griffin button, which I will not be playing either one of them this time against the Mavs. You know, again, I just with them playing – the night before last, uh, Griffin had had like strep throat and had, had missed a few practices prior to that game. Uh, you know, Drummond, you can always play, uh, you know, because he is such a, a, a minutes uh, monster for DFS. But, you know, I can tell you right now from, from the Detroit side, uh, I'm not playing anybody. I'm going full pass. I think they're going to rotate. You know, the whole Jackson, Rose, Brown, Kennard, Galloway, you know, uh, on down the line. Markeith Morris, Thon Maker, Christian Wood. Uh, you know, they just have a lot. Markeith Morris, they, uh, if I didn't mention. But they've just got a lot of guys, I think, that they're trying to figure out who's going to fill out their roster. You know, who the few guys are that 
are going to uh, really make that rotation. And I don't trust uh, anybody. Plus, Casey has a history when he was at Toronto of not overplaying guys in the preseason. So I'm going to pass on Detroit tomorrow. It's a good call. Um, you know, I was I was on drum in the first game just because I, you know, I looked at some of the past preseason stats. And he is a great point per minute producer. Even in 20 minutes, if you tell me I'm getting 20 minutes of drumming guaranteed, it's still something I'll take a shot on. Um, but like you said, 20 minutes of Christian Wood isn't much worse. <laughs> and, and it's probably going to come at a, a much lower owned, um, you know, player. So that's something you can take advantage of is the Christian Wood. He's the only guy I probably would consider. I'm, I'm all set with all the guards. I don't want to play any of them. Um, and that, like you said, I think we're good to move on. Excellent. All right, next game, uh, we've got Orlando at Atlanta. Uh, it's a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central start. Um, the Orlando Magic, um, I'll, I'll just jump on them real quick because my opinion's pretty easy here. I was on the Mo Bamba train in, in game one, and he crushed it. Uh, Vuk had a, a, a nice game in their second preseason game. Uh, this is their third, and I, I'm going to go back to Bamba here because I think that he will uh, get those minutes, and he has been producing. He's even been whacking some threes, and uh, that's a guy I definitely uh, want to play. Um, one guy that's that's uh, played really well and seems to be getting extra minutes in the rotation is Jonathan Isaac. Uh, you know, he definitely played uh, is playing well, and again, we you know we talked about it the last uh, time Orlando played is. You know, I, he's starting to get a lot more of plays called his way and becoming a, a much bigger part of that offense. So, um, you know, I will continue to fade uh, the guards, you know, with Fultz getting some time now and uh, Carter Williams and Augustine, um, Fournier coming off the FIBA stuff. Terrence Ross is a game-time decision. He may play limited minutes. Um, you know, and then they've got, you know, quite a few other guys rotating in with Aminu and Birch, uh, and, and Gordon, of course, but I'm going to, I'm going to be focused, uh, on Bamba and Isaac and go with some of the young guy, the two young guys in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Vucevic is again, I know you mentioned him. He's in play. Aaron Gordon has just been crushing the preseason. I mean, he's been shooting the lights out of the gym, um, Great matchup for everybody that is on the court playing against the Hawks. I think it'd be a shame not to mention the point, any point guard that's going to be across of uh, across from Trey Young. So I will probably you know have some tournament shares of faults, not not like an overwhelming amount. Um, you know, if I do ten lineups, it would be ten percent. I have them in one, um, but I think it's something to keep an eye. I, I always look to target players against Trey Young, but again, yeah, Bamba, you're, you're right. That's your guy. He's been straight smashing. I'm a huge fan of Isaac. Just so many ways he can produce points, uh, defensively rebounding. He can shoot the three. So there's a lot of avenues mm-hmm. and it's another good matchup for him too. He's going to be going against a couple of rookies. So now yeah. he's going to be able to be a veteran for once in his, in his young career and take advantage of either the great Deandre Hunter, who's, or, uh, you know, all class defender, but, still a yeah. rookie so we can hope you can take advantage of that i agree man and then on the other side of the ball with the hawks um you know one of my targets as i mentioned uh in their first game is trey young and he will be on my board again uh tomorrow as one of my key plays 
you know, I just I see him even in his 20, 25 minutes of play, uh, you know, or, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, I see him just as a monster producer. I, you know, I think he's setting himself apart uh, and uh, is one of the best second year players in the in the league for sure. So Trey will have another uh, start for me preseason wise. Um, after that, uh, I'm considering John Collins tomorrow. And the reason being is I think that, uh, you know, we may see some, some rotation for Orlando. I think uh, Gordon being unconscious and playing so well, I think they may sit him a little bit more and not, you know, push him uh, while he's doing so well just to keep him fresh. And in that, uh, you know, if that if I'm right about that and, and Fade Gordon, I think I want to play Collins just because I think he may be able to take advantage uh, of some of that interior, um, you know, with Vuk when Vuk's in there at, at the start. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at, at the, the two young studs for them, Young and Collins. And then, uh, you know, the rest of the guys are just so much of a rotation right now. You know, Herter's been out uh, injured. So, you know, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter and Bembry uh, are getting some run. But they are a little thin. You know, Evan Turner's been out. Alan Crabb's out. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, you, you can probably pick you know, play a reddish or a hunter if if you want to use that as a value play if you need one. But uh, I think I'm going to stick more with Young and Collins. Yeah, those are the only two guys that ever kind of stand out for me, I, um, especially because, you know, I'm a GPP player, so I look for a lot of upside. I mentioned um, Hunter last uh, last show, and again, he he's the guy that I kind of – it's just more, like you said, those they're so thin on the wing that one of these guys are going to take advantage of it. So he's the guy that started. He played 25 minutes. I kind of expect him to, you know, continue to get the lion's share of that over Reddish. Um, and again, he's such a good defender that we could just see, you know, two blocks, two uh, two steals, and uh, that's eight points on DraftKings. So that that'll instantly swing something in preseason. No doubt. And you know, it was funny. Uh, of course, I, I spent like five minutes trashing Cam Reddish on our last show when Atlanta played about his. Sh- Shooting percentage was 36% from the field for his stroke a year nice. or two. Yeah, and so he comes out and splashes two threes, nothing but net. It looked right good, off. too. His and form it, was good. My, my son had listened to the show, and he was watching with me, and he said, I, I think he just pointed at you and, and said, screw you, coach, or something uh, <laughs> he, on the second splash, man. <laughs> hey, listen, the haters fueled him. Uh, you're one of his haters right now, and he's, you're fueling him. Let's just take that. Yeah, you know, I learned, maybe I've we'll attack him in a dude. podcast. No, he his like I said, his stroke looked good, man. It didn't it didn't it didn't look like anything that needed any sort of retooling or work. It just looked very clean, look, quick look release, beautiful. high release. Yeah. Um, hey, man, he, sky's the limit for him. He was like we talked about. He was the number one prospect coming out of high school, and it was for good reasoning. And he's claiming that all throughout Duke, he just wasn't healthy. He was battling yeah. one of that that core muscle injury, and that's why he. Uh, he, you know, went and got the surgery during the off season. So, if that's the case, this he's a total, totally different player coming into the year. He could be the biggest steal from from this past draft, and he could blow right by Herder if he's gonna. Play. I mean, he, like you said, he for me, you know, he just looked like a pure, smooth shooter. 
And, and it was just ironic because I just, I didn't see that at Duke and I didn't, you know, and, and the numbers showed that, but like you said, if, if a guy's playing with a core injury, that completely jacked your shot. So, uh, man, what a steal he could end up being for the Hawks. Absolutely. And uh, we just got to hope that he can stay healthy and continue it, uh, number one thing. But that's all I really got for the Hawks right there. I like it, man. Keep, let's keep a circle on Reddish. He could be our one of our sleeper early guys, you know, that's in that ros- rotation that could, uh, you know, break a slate some night, especially if Herter's slow from – coming back from the injury so yeah definitely it's something that you want to you want to like you know proceed with caution with because we we do have to factor in that there is like a, several other guys out as well so like, oh, yeah. you know turner crab and a couple other guys so um it's something that he's going to work for but obviously he's got more upside than those players have and he's a bigger part of their, their future than those guys so those would be the first guys shopped on a uh, on a trade block halfway through the year if they just want to try to acquire a second round pick or something no doubt. All right, we go on to game three, which is Miami at Charlotte, another 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central start. We're talking about Miami. You know, uh, again, you know, hopefully we don't con- confuse our listeners. We, like, you know, Mike said, we, we record this the evening before because our, our goal is for this to come out so that all of our listeners can listen to it on the way to work or at lunch or whatever they can throughout their day. And, and sort of start building their lineup uh, in their head so they're, they're ready to go. But, uh, you know, so we I just got done watching the Heat like five minutes ago, and here they're going to be back on again tomorrow, which, like you said, makes no sense. But, you know, I have no idea what their rotation is going to look like. So let's let's just start with that. You know, I would say follow, uh, follow us on Twitter for sure. Uh, you know, uh, at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, at Micah Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A, and definitely follow at Hoopball Fantasy. Uh, this way you'll see as, you know, everything comes across uh, the lines of, of who's going to sit, who's going to play. Um, you know, your guess is as good as mine. You know, they did get extended run for the younger guys. Tyler Hero looked absolutely awesome uh, tonight, so I don't know how much he'll play tomorrow. But he and some of the younger guys, Chris Silva and and uh, some of those dudes, played a, a majority of the second half. But I'll tell you, the whole first half, it was the main group. Justice Winslow, uh, you know, Dion Waiters played a, a decent stretch. Uh, you know, so did Bam, and Bam had a really good game. Myers Leonard had a ton of rebounds too uh, off the bench. So as far as you know, I, I believe I know James Johnson will continue to be out. It looks like uh, for sure Kelly Olynyk still out. Um, Jimmy Butler was also you know played that 20 25 minute spell. So I do not know who to recommend in this game. Um, I can't imagine they're going to play a guy like Goran Dragic or maybe even a Butler on back to backs or Bam. Uh, when it's sort of senseless. So, uh, you know, for me, it's going to be a wait and see until tomorrow uh, just to make sure that the guys are going to be in the lineup that that uh, are going to play. Other than that, I just I really can't recommend anybody off, you know, just off the top of my head. 
Yeah, and this is a very fluid situation that they have going on in Miami. Uh, Spolster came out and said, uh, don't take anything too serious about our lineup. There's, we're going to try two or three different lineups throughout the preseason. We're going to mix and match. So he said, don't pay attention to the starters that are in there or their minutes. Uh, none of it's going to reflect upon his future decisions. So what that means to me is tonight we saw Justice Winslow star point guard. Actually, Myers Leonard, I believe, started power forward. So it was a very, very weird lineup. Um, and, you know, I expect them to probably try to change that up a little bit. Maybe Dragic starts point guard this game. He gets a couple more minutes. Who knows? But either way, you don't really want to play too many guys from this game on the second half of a back-to-back. It's just at best you're looking at 22 to 24 minutes, which is great and all. But we have four or five other teams where we can get guys but 22 or 24 minutes. Uh, the pace of this game isn't going to be, you know, all that fast either. So it's it's not something that is crazy enticing for me. I'd I'd rather go with either guys on the other side of the ball or guys in the next game that we'll get to. Exactly. And Charlotte, that takes us to Charlotte, who is going to be a target team for me uh, because I think, you know, they fall into that category of they're trying to build chemistry. They have a bunch of new guys and young guys. Uh, they're going to get to run, obviously, against an extended bench of Miami folks. So I will be using uh, Terry Rozier, Dwayne Bacon, and uh, sprinkle in a little Miles Bridges, uh, similar to what I did the first go around. Um, it it worked out decently for me. I think they will continue to get key minutes, um, and with uh, some of their guys being out uh, and injured, I think that. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to filter two of those three guys in each of my couple of lineups. I won't stack three deep, but I will stack two of the three uh, depending on, um, you know, how, how it fits into my build. But I do think Rogier and Bacon are going to continue to get a lot of run together. Uh, Monk is supposed to be back. He missed the last game, so that could put a little bit of a curveball into it but I don't know how much he'll play in his first game back. He's been out uh, for a while. Um, other than that, you know, their big guy rotation, P.J. Washington had an unbelievable first half, six for six in his first game, but, you know, sort of threw a goose egg on the board in the second half, so that was sort of a fluke. Uh, Zeller, Biombo, Hernan Gomez all played as well, and Washington. Even old man Marv logged 20-some minutes, which made no sense, and was playing in the fourth quarter, which also was a head scratcher. But um, I'm sticking with the young guys uh, and probably going to play mostly Rozier and Bridges. But I do like uh, this target with Miami uh, having their their third squad in, in ball boys in the game. Exactly. It's just stick with the young guys on this. It's not get too cute. You don't need to look at playing like alone, Marvin Williams. Um, I'm mostly just going to be looking at bridges. I don't mind bacon. Um, you know, I'll keep him on my radar. I know Everybody you're a big bacon guy. Bacon, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but for, for this instance, I'm mostly looking at just bridges and Rozier. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. Bridges, bridges is interesting. You know, I watch him. He, he has some of the most explosive moves. He's one of those guys. I just he hasn't quite found himself yet. But once once that you know clicks, I think he's going to be like an Aaron Gordon kind of guy. Is I think it'll all start coming together. You know, he's got that explosiveness. 
Um, and you know, I, I think they're they know that they're they're the, probably the, going to be the worst team in the league. So I, I, they're certainly going to focus. I can't imagine they're going to have uh, you know much emphasis on the old man Marv guys of the team. That you would think they're going to build that base of, of young players and give give them plenty of minutes. So I think that'll ring true in the playoffs as well. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I'm I'm. I don't even think we we need to spend any more time on the Hornets. It's just it's a waste. It's just three guys. That's it. Don't play anybody else. Uh, Bridges is crazy athletic. I, I love that you bring that up. But um, he's a guy that we're going to be seeing in the dunk contest probably the next ten years. But this team is just going to be one that's on Fadesville for most people's maps for most of the year. Uh, it's going to be the crazy Rosier. But what's going to end up happening is uh, after a week of the season, these guys. Prices are going to catch up to them a little bit. We're going to see them priced very low at the beginning. Once they catch up to them, they're going to be guys that I just probably stay off of for the rest of the season. It'll be interesting to see how those prices regulate. And if they do, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, my only concern is when they're getting beat by 30, do they stick with those young guys or do they rotate uh, people in? So, you know, they will be a very interesting DFS team. Uh, that can make or break a lot of slates. So, all right, three down, two to go. A quick mention to our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Make sure, you know, in this preseason, when they're uh, before the NBA gets rolling, that you uh, specifically play their Sunday NFL Hooters Half a Million Guaranteed Rake Free Contest. And again, that's 500,000 as in a half a million guaranteed regardless you know how many people are in the tournament there has been some overlay in in some of their past events so it's worth it and then on top of that there's there's no rake it's every penny comes in goes out so can't miss it gotta gotta grab it um also for our podcast listeners as they know um you know spread the word you can find us everywhere excuse me podcasts are found from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, we're pushed out by Red Circle all over the place. Just search Hoopball NBA DFS today, and we are going to be there. All right, game four, New Orleans Pelicans and the mighty Zion versus the Chicago Bulls, who I'm sort of starting to like the Bulls, man. I, I It's weird. I like that young core, and I like the coach. But I'm, I'm going to let you run with uh, the, the Pelicans to start. The only guy that's ruled out right now is uh, Hart. Josh Hart is out. Other than that, everybody, I think, is a go. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> and it's almost pretty much like that when you're, when you're constructing your lineups as well. I, I, can, I predict that these guys are going to continue to play decent minutes alongside each other, just try to build continuity. I'm surprised Favors even played last game. Uh, maybe maybe they play him. I, I'm still not expecting big minutes from him regardless. So he's the one guy in their starting lineup that I would not consider. Otherwise, I think Ingram, Ball, Holiday, and Zion are all in play. Um, I'll probably stare clear of the bench. I mentioned Jalil Okafor last time. He actually had a surprisingly pretty good game. He's another guy that you could keep an eye on. But, again, I think that's more of a GPP play, and you're just really trying to be cute when you're constructing a lot. Um, otherwise, just stick with the main core four. My my Brandon Ingram looked really good, man. I, I'm excited for him this season. I think he's going to be a bust out player. 
I hope so, man. I'm, he's not somebody I really had high hopes for. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. I wasn't buying a lot of his uh, his game coming in. But you know, he looks good right now, and let's just hope that it can translate into the season, and he can stay healthy, and he can produce for an entire season. And yeah, man, sky's the limit for that for that kid. Once he puts some a little bit more muscle and weight, which they said he has, uh, who knows? Yeah, six ten with that reach, playing the two three spot. I mean, he can play mainly the three, but. He can play uh, a lot of spots. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's you know you know we talked about this in the first game. You know it's hard to to really target uh, the Pelicans right now just because of the massive depth and there's so many decisions to be made. And you know Alvin Gentry just you never know exactly what to expect uh, uh, for what he's going to do uh, in regular season, let alone preseason uh, with his rotation. So. You know, I think you're going to see the, you know, 10, 15 guys play a decent amount of minutes. Um, you know, Zion, you know, produce for his price tag in, in game one. But, uh, you know, I just don't see them pushing him. He's going to be a fade for me. Uh, certainly not going to play favors. You know, I, I, I'm interested a little bit, believe it or not, in Jackson Hayes. It looks like they're sort of phasing him to – maybe have to go down to the G League the way, you know, just the, the trends looking. And I know, I know he's got a lot of game. He didn't get much run in this last game. And with favors, you know, uh, probably not getting a ton of minutes. Okafor not getting a ton. You know, Hayes is a guy that I'm just, you know, I may take a flyer on as my one, you know, real contrarian uh, value play uh, out of the uh, entire Pelican squad. It's not a bad call. It's all good reasons why. Uh, and we know he's very promising, very good block uh, specialist. Uh, he's very long. So, I, I mean, I'm not knocking it. I don't know if we need to go there unless we hear that, you know, Okafor is sitting for some reason. Or once we get the confirmation that he has a clear path to like a guaranteed 24 minutes, I'd be all over it. But the way I look at it, it'd be more of a, a GPP play where we're looking at like an 18-minute upside and just hoping yeah. that he really produces in 18 minutes, which he could do. Um, but when you're putting the money on the line, do you want to bet on that? I mean, I, I know I, I'd probably, I'd probably reserve it for just GPPs, but Hey coach, this is we're, we don't always agree. And this may be one that I, I yeah. bite the bullet on. Well, no, I mean, it, it would take a lot of stones to plug him into a lineup, but you know, I, I guarantee I'll put him in at least, you know, one of my, uh, two or three lineups, four lineups, or, you know, if I'm going to put a couple GPP, I've been trying to sort, you know, look around at some different stuff i'm getting used to playing FanDuel again i hadn't played FanDuel forever i had focused on of course fantasy draft uh that's uh you know been my bread and butter and that's how i got to know those guys and 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 so glad they came aboard but you know played some draft kings and yahoo and uh, yahoo in the past past as well but uh fan you know FanDuel you couldn't play for a while in in texas and uh so I had gotten out of that. I'm just trying to learn a little bit of their their games and and, and some different things. So I'm I'm usually more of a you know pound the money into single entry and some big head to heads and fifty fifties. But even old coaches sprinkling into the GPPs here, uh, trying to just get the ropes. And and Jackson is one of those guys that could fit uh, the bill in one of those builds. So we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah. We yeah. All right, the Chicago Bulls, like I said, you know, they're 
I just I don't know what it is. I like Kobe White a lot. I just love his motor. Uh, you know, Sadoransky done in white. You sort of got a three-headed point guard monster there. I don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to figure that out, or who they're going to play. You know, I watched a lot of that game in their first game. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Dunn fan, but he is a hell of a defender and can do some good things out there. Sadoransky's just a, a solid player and leader. But Kobe White's speed, you know, and one of the Bulls, you know, uh, real focuses in this preseason, according to the coach, is pushing pace. They want to play faster. They were bottom five in the league in pace last year somehow. I don't know how they could be, but... You know, if you have Kobe White and Zach Levine out there running the one-two and pushing the ball, you're going to get down the floor. But Kobe's got that downhill. If you remember when Ty Lawson first came out of North Carolina, he was like that. He's got the ball, and all of a sudden, within two and a half, three seconds, he's finishing at the rim somehow. And Kobe uh, does that as well. So I'm, you know. I I may play some Kobe White in this game just because, you know, they, they know what they have in Sadoransky. He's coming off a lot of FIBA minutes. Uh, Dunn is just, to me, not a huge offensive producer. So I'm going to look at White. I, I look at, I'm going to look at Levine again. He played decent for me. If he's going to get the 20 or 25-minute run again, uh, I, he's in my lineup. If I see something that he's going to get less, then I'll sit him. But those two guys I'm going to look at for sure. Um, they have Archie, Archie, Archie Nakano, Harrison, Hutchison, Cornette, and Carter Jr. All five guys out already. And that, that isn't even before they name anybody else. So, you know, who's going to get those minutes is my man Daniel Gafford came through for me in the second half uh, in his first game as my contrarian play. Didn't get a lot of minutes in the first half. You know, is it going to be Thad Young, you know, Markin and Porter? They're, you know, they, they may give everybody 20 minutes again. Uh, I'm not sure. But I think I'm going to go probably Levine for sure, Kobe White. And then I may be, you know, where I, where I don't uh, go with, with one of my crazy picks, uh, I may go with Gafford uh, instead of my other uh, contrarian center pick. So we'll see. Yeah, they're all good plays. Um, I'm, I'm. Did you? I'm not too sure. If, did you actually see the report of Cornette being out? Because I know he practiced, so um, I don't know if he's actually ruled out yet. It's turf toe, so I wouldn't. I, w- I would be surprised if he plays. Um, but if he were to play, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because that might put a little wrench into the Gafford. So just keep an eye on it. Um, yeah. The, what I saw tonight was that, that you know he's coming back from turf toe, and he did play limited in practice and that he was doubtful for this game. So He's that's bad. why, yeah, I, I can't imagine they would push yeah. him in a preseason game. That'd be yeah. asinine. But, uh, you know, Felicio got a big run, too. That's the other guy. You know, Felicio mm-hmm. uh, got more of the run in the first half and then Gafford in the second. But like you say, there might not be a need for that on, on you know, when you're, you're talking about a five game. And uh, I'll probably stay away from the guards just because I'm I'm not imagining that any one of them gets more than uh, 22 minutes, which, again, that's that threshold I'm looking for. I'm looking for just over that, possibly. And if, you mm-hmm. know, if they're under it, I need them to be great point-per-minute producers. 
Um, none of these guys are fantastic point per minute producers, so I'll kind of leave them all off the table. The guys I will be looking at would be Markkinen, Levine, and Porter. Okay, it, I, I can I cannot argue with those guys at all. I you know I'm, I'm hoping Levine. You know he, uh, you know hopefully he'll have a good game. I think he's I think he'll get a decent minutes, and it's in Chicago again. Uh, you know going against that young New Orleans team. Uh, and with all those injuries, I just I think Levine's a strong play. Yeah, and, and again, when you're just talking about like uh, you know defenses versus position, um, marketing can really take advantage against the matchup against Zion if he wants to. So we'll see if he can do that. And looking on the other side of the ball, Lonzo's a good defender. Chris Dunn's a good defender. They're both going to be eating at each other. Yeah, that's a good point. Good, good point. Hopefully Kobe gets in there for a little run. I, oh, yeah. I love the way I, they just seem like a different team. Watch him tomorrow a little bit. And when he's on the floor, they just, you know, their pace of play. I think they were from the, the time that I watched when Sadoransky and, and Dunn were in compared to when Kobe was in, there was literally about a seven, eight, somewhere in that neighborhood. Again, I just guesstimating, but it was a, a good seven, eight seconds quicker shot against the shot clock as, as when, uh, you know, he wasn't in there. So, you know, that's, if that's one of their goals and he's the one producing, you know, I think they got to play him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach. I completely agree with you on that. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. It's, it's not a guarantee. Um, they got a lot of options over there. I like Kobe. I think he's got a ton of potential, um, for DFS as well. Just, too many mouths to feed right now until they move one of those guys, which obviously it's going to be done when they do. Um, it's it's just going to be chopped up between all three because they still got to showcase them a little bit too if they want to trade them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Somebody's got to move there, and I think Dunn's the only one that it's, it's a reasonable move. And I think somebody will get him because, like I say, he is a he is a very good defender. I was very you know his hands are terrific and. He's definitely got some upside. There's just the offensive limitations, I think, are what really get him. But uh, all right, Chief, uh, last game on the slate, and it's the Utah Jazz uh, at Milwaukee. It is a 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern game. So there's no late game tomorrow, which is the opposite of Thursday. Thursday's bizarre. There's those two super-duper early games, a 5 a.m. and a 6.30 a.m. game from teams that are playing out of the country. They're not going to be on the main slate. But the, the weird thing is the Thursday night slate has three games, and it's a 10, 10th, and two 10.30 Eastern games. So that'll be odd, but uh, that it's the opposite tomorrow, or I should say Wednesday. You'll be hearing this probably Wednesday, today. So... Uh, you'll have all five games starting within that hour of that 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you have the Utah Jazz, sir. Yes, and it's a spot that I don't want too many parts of. Uh, You know, Conley, uh, just being a veteran, is a guy that they're going to be monitoring, nursing, newly acquired in the offseason. So they're going to be treating him with kick gloves probably until the start of the season. Uh, Gobert played a lot in FIBA, Um, you know. Even if he does play, he might play, he might not play. He rest. He rested last Saturday, so I assume he's going to play. But um, who knows? With all the FIBA, they might just end up resting him again, give him as much time as they want. Uh, the only guys I'd be really looking at would probably be guys like 
Bogdanovich, Ingles, um, even then two more FIBA guys. I'm not really trying to touch too much on the Jazz. I just don't think we need to go there. They have a tough defensive matchup. Both teams do. This is a very, very ugly game, and it's going to be like a crapshoot when it comes to DFS. Yeah, it's well, they they have announced that Exum and Moutier are out. Yeah. So that leaves their point guards with Conley, who's supposed to play limited minutes, and Nigel William-Goss and Mike Scott as their only other point guard. So, you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen there? You know, Joe Ingles played a lot of, you know, minutes, uh, and so did Bogdanovich in, in uh, FIBA. Bogdanovich, did, did he, he played FIBA, right? Uh, Croatia. He, he's from Croatia. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the other, the other Bogdanovich played for sure, but I'm trying to think if this Bogdanovich played. I know... He was the leading scorer in the Olympics from the last Olympics, but uh, I believe he played as well. But, uh, you know, and then Mitchell obviously also played. Uh, Gobert's probably going to get a decent run, I guess, after, you know, sitting out in that first game on Saturday. Uh, You know, Ed Davis is backing him up. You know, Utah doesn't play at the fastest pace. They've got a lot of question marks of who's going to get those minutes. You know, I'm trying to find a guy here that's, you know, on the periphery trying to make the rotation. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you count on a guy like a Royce O'Neal or Jeff Green? You know, I mean, I just – I don't see any of these guys in play. No, they're not. None of these guys can are great point per minute producers. It's going to be a slower pace. It's there's too many things pointing uh, us in the opposite direction where we just got to follow the signs on this one. Um, we don't need to really play these guys. I don't think, you know, we have a couple other games. We have the New Orleans game, Chicago game, Atlanta, um, the, uh, Orlando. So there, we have other games that we can gravitate to where we don't need to have this one as a main focus. If you want like a one-off, um, like you said, maybe go bear. If we get complete confirmation that he's playing other than that, there's not too many people that have upside that haven't played big minutes in FIBA. This one, I agree with you 100%, sir. And then the other side of the ball, the Milwaukee Bucks, and that was really uh, an interesting situation is, uh, you know, about an hour before or so uh, of their first game, they basically said their first, like, eight best players were not going to play, which made for a very interesting – I jammed in uh, Dragon Bender uh, and uh, Pat Connaughton and a little – Divincen, I can never say his name. Dante Divincenzo. Uh, those guys got decent minutes, but you know, uh, all reports say that that the regulars are going to play in this game as of right now. Um, you know, they don't have anybody listed as out, but obviously, considering they sat their top eight the first go around, you know, I would think that you're going to get. You're, you're a good 20 to 25 minutes. And, you know, Utah does play slower. They're decent defensively, but they have so many guys out. You know, I, I can see a, a mini Milwaukee stack. If you if you want to get 20, 25 minutes of Bledsoe or Giannis or even Middleton, uh, you know, I can't blame you for, for playing any of those three guys uh, considering they sat the first game. They've got, I mean, there's only, each team only has like four or five preseason games. They got to get 
some continuity, even though, again, you know, one of my warnings is always the teams that have the most uh, sound veteran group aren't going to play that much in the preseason. But I'm going to fault on the side of, you know, I think he's such a great coach. He knows they do have to develop some rhythm. And I'm going to definitely use at least one, if not two, of the combination, especially with the extra cash uh, available to play Bledsoe, Middleton, and Giannis. Yeah, I think we spoke on them a little bit last time. And I guess you could just take everything I said about them on the last podcast and just relay it over to here because <laughs> they didn't play. Uh, for me, it's just Giannis and Bledsoe. I'm going to leave Middleton off the board. I just know that, uh, like I said last time, without Brogdon being on the court, Bledsoe has uh, produces. He really does. His numbers skyrocket when when Brogdon once Brogdon got hurt, um, and he basically took over all the ball handling responsibilities, other than Giannis, obviously. But those are the two guys I'd play. Um, even Giannis and Middleton, they already had their rest. Yes, they were FIBA guys. Still not expecting a boatload of minutes. Um, they do have other games. Usually later on in the you'll get one game. It's almost like NFL Week Three. Uh, where every guy suits up and we kind of see exactly what it's going to look like. One of those games are going to be coming towards the end of their preseason games. Uh, That's the one that usually you want to be able to load up on all the starters. But I think a couple other guys that you can keep your eye on would be like Sterling Brown. We know he could produce. He's a guy that's going to be uh, in their rotation, I'm assuming, this year. But he's also very young and on the cusp of their future. So he's a guy that I expect. And he can also rebound very well for a guard, uh, extremely well. Um, I'll yep. I'll stay away from the bigs between Brooke and Robin. Um, I like. Did Brooke. you see? Did you watch any of that game? They were both on the floor together. That was pretty weird. The better part was what they were saying to each other after the game. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those guys are hilarious. They're one of my favorite combos. My favorite oh, thing is God. when Robin Lopez tackles the mascots. But yeah, um, you know we're not getting any DraftKings points for him tackling mascots. No, Otherwise, he'd no. be the first center in my lineup. Yeah, that's for sure, man. I do love the Lopez brothers, though. You got you got to love them. They're really funny if you follow them on on any social media stuff too. Especially Robin, he is off the wall. Yeah, they do like comics and they go on like adventures. They're like two just giant kids. It's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Their parents must be a riot it, just to raise two kids that funny. They got to be funny themselves, but. Uh, all right, man. I think that, I mean, that's the slate. We got five good competitive games. Uh, I have not cheated and looked at this late scoring tonight. Um, uh, so I'm going to go uh, catch the end of those games. We'll be, this will air late tonight or first thing in the morning uh, so that you guys can get ready for this five-game slate. And uh, hopefully we keep all this momentum going. Any Any closing thoughts, Mike? No, I mean, trust your gut. Uh, Do a little research, monitor, follow us on Twitter. Obviously, you know, we want to get our followers up on top of I want to be able to retweet some uh, beat writers when I I see somebody's out or in. I want you to catch that information so you can get them out or in your lineup. Um, That's all I got, Coach. Great time. Good night. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And I'm so glad you're back. I do not like the solo show deal. I'm I may have to get a guest guy when you're off on on Monday nights because it's just too bizarre. Too, it, you know, I'm I'm not I haven't you know gotten to the Dan Bespris goat level yet. So I gotta still just I gotta have somebody uh, to bounce stuff off of. But uh, great having you back. We'll be on again tomorrow, and uh, and I guess that's it. So thank you for joining us on. Hoopball NBA DFS today um, for Micah Patria. I am Coach. 
And we will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Have a good one. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.